Side to row to center. Lundig shoots. He scores! Johnny Lundig does it again! Jarvis in close shot. There's a goal! Seth Jarvis, the 17-year-old. Short side, glove side, high, just under the crossbar. Cutting to the front of the net, and they score. Reese Newkirk along the right wing just took the pass. That was phenomenal patience from Seth Jarvis and the winner. Hey, this is Reese Newkirk, and you're listening to the Pucklandia podcast. Welcome into Pucklandia. Uh, pleased to be joined by Brendan Burke, uh, uh, former uh, goalie for the Portland Winterhawks, a WHL champion, and also the new goalie coach uh, for this uh, the same Winterhawks we're, we're speaking of. It's uh, you know it's it's pretty pretty interesting to come full full circle in uh, in, in your career to to come back to Portland. Yeah, it's uh, you know obviously it's a lot of the same faces uh, around than when I played there, so. Um, there's a lot of natural connections there, so yeah, I'm really, uh, really fortunate to be back and uh, back involved with Portland. So you know, we don't get a a lot of uh, you know. I, I've never had a goalie coach on the show before. It's kind of a a, a thing that you know. I, I imagine a lot of fans are, are curious about you know how that how that works, what that you know the, the routine is like, and 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 uh, you know, I've always thought that you know junior teams should have at least the ones i like should should have a, a full-time coach and it seems like we hadn't done that before is that kind of a kind of a new development for you this year yeah well i think every team has a depends what your your definition of full-time is like you know even myself like i don't live in portland i fly in for for practices and um you know work weeks like i'm not on the road with them right now um I'll fly in and work with them, you know, when we have a lot of, a lot of practice to stack back to back. Um, you know, obviously it's full time as far as watching, doing video analysis. Um, you know, I pretty much talk to one of the goalies at least every day, um, if not both of them. So, uh, you know, I guess it depends what your definite full time is. It's, it still is junior hockey and, um, there's uh, obviously only so many resources to go around, so I think uh, obviously the guys in Portland have invested into as much as they can. Um, you know, I think most teams are, are similar sometimes, so they have different situations based on their location. But um, yeah, most are pretty similar to us, I'd say. And you know, probably pretty good timing to to have you on. I mean, you know, with uh, Spoonar being goalie of the month for the the Western League, I mean. You know that's 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 all your work, right? Right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was he was pretty good when I found him. So I'm not going to take uh, too much credit. He's off to a good start and a good kid. And um, you know, I guess I, I was with with working with these guys last year as well. So um, it's been about you know you know one full season. And now just getting this one going with Jan, and he's he's just been awesome to work with, and um, he's just a really dedicated athlete, and, and I've enjoyed our time. How would you how would you say the 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 position has has changed in the uh, in, in the ten years since since you were uh, playing in this league to, to coming back around and being involved in, in your current role? Yeah, as far as like the style of play and 
um, like the kind of the system of play, it's, it's, it's pretty similar. Um, you know, I think the biggest change in junior hockey, not just in our league, but all over is goalies are trending a lot older. Um, you know, I think it was more common, uh, 10 years ago to maybe pair like a 16 or 17 year old with a 19 and 20 year old. You kind of just keep filling that guy becomes older and you bring in another young guy. So you always have an older experienced guy on your staff who's, um, played a lot of games and you're, you're grooming another one. Um, I do think the pressure to win has, has increased, and it's. I think teams have started going with more older goalies. You'll see a lot more 18 and even 19-year-old rookies in the league. Um, you know, that's when they're breaking in, and you'll see a lot of tandems of, you know, two. both goalies are 19 years old. Um, you know, you'll have a 20 and a 19-year-old. You'll have um, a lot more of those kind of combinations, which... Um, you know, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It just seems to be where it's trending. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying to remember. I think it was, uh, well, we had the, the GM for Swift Current on, on our sister show at WHO Unfiltered, and, and that was kind of their plan is they had two, I think it's two 18s right now, and they're planning on one of one of them making it as an overage, and, and that's kind of like, you know, where they're trying to, to, to work the cycle, which is kind of, yeah, I thought that was a little, little unorthodox, but maybe, uh, Maybe you're right. Maybe that's the kind of direction that the, some, some teams are going. Yeah, I think they really like having multiple veteran guys on there. Um, you know, especially depending on where your team is in their development. If you're a team that you think you have a chance uh, to win it, um, you know, maybe you don't want to put all your eggs in one guy. He gets hurt or something happens. He gets sick at the wrong time, and then you're throwing a 16, 17-year-old in there um, into a game that, you know, he's not ready for. Like, I think... Um, you know, probably thinking back to when I played, if it was run how it's run now, I probably don't make the team as a 16-year-old um, because we had a really strong team they were going to run with it. Um, you know, you'd probably stack two really strong goalies on the same team or two older goalies. Yeah, yeah, they were they were scoring a, scoring a lot of goals. Had a real nice, you know, decor when, when you were playing here. That was That's for sure. Um, Definitely. So, and, and I do want to get into that, but, you know, kind of, you know, back to dig down a little bit. I mean, I, I, I'm still intrigued on, on like what, what the interactions are. I mean, I assume you're watching, you're watching all the games. I mean, it's, it's such a, you know, unique position that, you know, that there, there really is no other, you know, way to relate. I mean, most of your, you know, regular coaches that were forwards or defensemen, they don't, they don't even know what to do with the goalie half the time it's like you guys are speaking a different language I mean what's it you know what's it like to kind of have have those interactions and be you know you know part of the part of the goalie community and be like you know the, the somebody for these guys to lean on I mean kind of what, what's the what's the the interactions like yeah it definitely it definitely is unique um you know I think we're lucky with our staff Brian Gus Mike um, these are really bright guys who aren't just, they, they don't just take a step back and say, I don't know anything about goalie. You take it. Like these guys have input. Um, they, they all know goaltending and they know it well. Um, but then there is a point where you have to play it. You have to, um, experience it to really know, uh, the ins and outs of it. Um, you know, I, I think it'd be an extremely hard position to coach if you haven't played. Um, it's just so unique, uh, the preparation that goes into it, uh, the pressures of it, and then like the skill development that it takes, 
um, to actually play that position is, is, you know, unlike anything else, uh, at least in hockey, I think there's some parallels in other sports. I'm, I'm assuming, um, you know, pitching would be the same in baseball, but the difference between that is almost everybody when they're younger pitches at some point, right? It's not like, the, you know, I, I work in youth hockey as well. Um, you know, once you get to 10, 11 years old, you play your position, right? You're, you're either, you know, maybe you'll bounce between forward and D, um, but you play your position. Same in football. I think some of the better athletes, you'll see it all the time. Um, they'll play quarterback for their high school because they're the best athlete there. And then they transition to, you know, whatever position maybe suits them and their natural skill set the best. Um, where goaltending is, uh, if you don't play goalie, and you, like, you, know, you probably never did, right? Maybe some street hockey. Um, but pretty much nobody has ever, if, if you're not a goalie, you, you never really experienced it at, at any level. Well, and a, a, a guy like yourself with, you know, your, your background and, and, and your pedigree, I mean, you probably always played goal, right? No, actually I, well, it's kind of funny. I think guys who, um, you know, myself with my dad playing and then coaching as well, um, it's funny how it goes. Like I think they try not to put you in it too young, um, and I can go down a wormhole of, of developing younger goalies. But uh, I, I do think there's a lot of advantages to not playing goal when you're, you know, let's say 11 years old or younger. Um, I think maybe around then is probably when you're gonna start picking up. So you do develop the skills not too late. But um, you know, I, I actually just played forward and and D. I, I played out as a player until I was, I, I believe, around 11 years old, and that's when I made the full-time transition to goalie. I always was interested in it, but my dad thought it was a better development process to uh, to go out and skate. Well, I mean, is there is that partially just you know a lot of pressure too? I mean, being you know like I don't I don't know like how 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 old were you when when uh, your dad was was still playing in, in the pros? I mean, is there like is there just too much? you know, spotlight on you at that, at that point of that, of that part of your development? Um, you know, I don't really think that was ever part of our thought process. Um, you know, what, what's really pressure, like, you know, I don't think there was ever pressure on me to be as good as my dad was, or, um, you know, I just, I love hockey. I always did. And, um, you know, he just tried to facilitate that any way he could. And, um, you know, he knew my goals was to make it as far as I could in hockey, you know, not to try and measure up to him, but just because I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I love the game. That's why I'm still involved with it, even though I'm not playing anymore. Um, so like it, it were, I don't think the thought process was ever, um, the pressures that come with it because of the name. Um, it was just strictly the choices were made just out of, out of development and what, what helps you develop as an athlete the best. Well, and I wonder part of that too, if, you know, say you guys would have stayed in Philadelphia or something versus, you know, I mean, hockey in the desert, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a different animal as far as being, you know, a non-traditional market, you know, it's kind of more low key in a way. I mean, you know, what's, what's that been like as far as, you know, you know, growing up in, in Arizona and then working in Portland, I mean, kind of both non-traditional markets kind of, you know, you're in some ways you can just kind of like you do do your business and you don't have to worry about the you know the the, the, the sideshow that you know it might be in like say toronto or something yeah it's definitely not a traditional hockey market but um you know make no mistake how big the hockey market is here in arizona 
Um, it's, you know, the youth, you know, we have some of the biggest youth organizations in the U.S. here. Um, I think we have the fifth largest youth organization with the Junior Coyotes in the U.S. here in Arizona. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely not a traditional market, but there is so much hockey here now, and it's it's grown so much since since I was younger. Um, kind of right when I started, it seemed niche, and then, you know, I think with the Coyotes, a lot of people my age started playing with how many Canadian and Northerners live down here. Um, it's just exploded, and it's a really popular sport here, and um, obviously we're still trying to grow it, and really the only thing stopping us from growing it down here is the amount of rinks, and I think you guys probably have the same thing up there, is the demand's so high now that we just, we just booked all solid, like the... The amount of hockey here is just, it's gone crazy. And obviously you've seen it with some of the, the production we've produced a lot of players out of here all of a sudden. You know, you, after your Western League career, went on to utilize the, the scholarship and, and continue to, but also continue to play for the, the Golden Bears. I mean, you know, how, how valuable is that? I mean, it's, you know, we, we all know that, you know, such a small percentage of guys are going to, you know, go pro and, and, and make it to the highest level and that, that scholarship always seems like such a great fallback, you know, is that you're, you're, you're guaranteed to, you know, put, put yourself in a good position to succeed in the rest of life. I mean, you know, what, what was it like, uh, playing for the Golden Bears? It was amazing. I, uh, you know, I wanted to go to Alberta. That's where a lot of my family's from my, my mother's from Red Deer. Um, my grandparents were still living in Red Deer at the time when I was playing there and, it was just a fantastic opportunity to go there with a bunch of guys who were also, um, you know, like-minded major junior guys, uh, for the most part played on that team. Um, you know, never had to pay a dime for any class, anything like that. I get to go to a really high end school. Um, you know, work, you know, I was working towards my business degree while playing hockey and, um, you know, at some point you got to decide, am I going to make a living playing hockey? Maybe not. But the great thing about CIS and how good it's gotten now, or actually I should correct myself, it's it's youth sports now. They rebranded. But um, the greatest part about Canadian university hockey is um, the level's gotten so good. Like my, my time in, in Edmonton, three guys signed NHL contracts off our team. Like they're, um, that hockey's still really good. And um, guys continue their dreams uh, of playing professional hockey while getting their education now. Well, and the Golden Bears specifically are like the big bad of 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 Canadian University. I mean, they, you know, they they seem like they win every year, and that's you know pretty cool that you know you got to be a, a part of such a storied program like that. Yeah, I felt really thankful, and you know, I think what a lot of people don't realize when they're thinking about where you're going to play university hockey and uh, not just canadian university but ncaa is it's it's really hard to get in those programs and you have to get a little bit lucky because you know let's say each team carries three goalies and if they got a senior uh, a junior and a sophomore um by the time your eligibility is up and you're looking for a school you're not getting in so um it takes some luck um obviously i was really thankful to be uh, considered to play at a school like that um, with such a high level and also there's a little bit of luck that there was some some vacancy uh, for a spot for me to fill yeah well so much that especially you know on a in a position where there's only two guys on every team I mean so much of that is you know cir- circumstance you know and then you got to be ready for the opportunity but you know it's it's 
you know, pretty, pretty fortunate when it, when it works out in your favor and the, and, and the, the, the right spot for the right guy opens up. Yeah. And I've, uh, you know, I look back at when I played and I've definitely just seemed to get lucky a lot. So, um, you know, sometimes things just work out and that was another one of those things for me. So, yeah, similar, you know, similar, uh, place we can go. I mean, you know, not very many guys go to multiple Memorial Cups or m multiple Memorial Cups with different teams or even in different leagues, but but you did. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty pretty unique you know animal. I mean, what what was it? What was that like going to uh, going to Memorial Cups? Yeah, well, you know, obviously my career in the WHL, I was I was really fortunate to be a part of you know of Portland and uh, the great teams we had, and then. Um, you know, getting to London, you know, you, I think if you ask people who are the, some of the best junior organizations in the world, where would you want to play in any, you know, and you're just, if you're encompassing all leagues, I think Portland and London would come up in those as just factories for producing players. And, and, uh, you know, somehow I end up in both of those and with how cyclical junior hockey can be, um, I end up on both those teams when they're making runs at winning championships. So, um, again, I just feel really fortunate and I'm, I was lucky with, with some of the people I was able to meet along the way. And, um, yeah, sometimes things like that just work out. You know, those, you know, we've been talking about it, but those, those Portland teams were, were really fun to watch. And, and, uh, you know, I've been, you know, wanting to, you know, being, you know, we just passed the, the 10 year anniversary of that championship team. And I've been, you know, wanting to try to, you know, connect with some of some of the guys that were on that team and I, I just haven't really got got there it's you know life gets in the way of these these uh this, this project sometimes but you know i mean what what was that ride like i mean those those couple of years you were here and it seems like you know everything you guys touched turned to gold for a while there yeah and it's it's funny how i think people on the outside look at it like and maybe i'm negative but i still just look back at those and you know, God, some of the losses still keep me up at night. I still think about them in my free time. They just haunt my mind, the championships we could have still won. Um, you know, but it's you'd never take for granted how hard winning is. And, uh, you know, I'm not so naive to think that we should have just run the table every year. But, um, you know, we were so lucky to uh, have some of that talent on there. Obviously, a great coaching staff. You look at some of the coaches who came through us and where they are now. Um, where they went, and now some of them are back. And then you look at some of the players we had. Um, you know, who are the, the scouting department just did an amazing job. You, to have teams like that, you got to find some late round gems, and we definitely did with some some really high talent guys. Yeah, yeah. I imagine you know the 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 losses are a thing, and you know I don't know if you if you know if you saw this or were part of this, but you know early in the you know the COVID shutdown. The 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 league started you know playing these uh, these classic games on. Uh, they, what they were doing is like a like a YouTube like a live YouTube thing, but they were old games, and so we were kind of like watching them. You know, like like we were like all at the same time. Like you know, it's a like a live game or whatever. I don't know if it's I'm, if I'm describing it well, but that that 2014 game seven against Edmonton. You know, and so oh. I was watching it and. And I definitely remember, like, watching it, you know, whatever, two years ago, whenever it was, you know, like, those goals didn't seem like they hurt as bad. Like, those were just a, a nice shot, and the guy was open. I know in the building at the time, it was, it seemed like they hurt pretty bad, but, 
you know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta say that, that, uh, I, I feel like at least in my mind, you, you, you played better than I remembered as far as seeing it on tape versus, you know, in, in, in real time, it was, uh, so it was a little easier to take after the years, at least, at least on my end. But, you know, I, you know, I was just, I was just sitting in the stands. Like I wasn't, uh, you know, I'd get, you know, competing at, at, at that level, but you know, it seemed, yeah. you, you, you played better than I, than I thought at the time is what I'm getting at. <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad it looks like I played okay, but, uh, you know, I could never, I, I, I could never watch that game again. I don't think I ever could. Um, you know, I still think about that game sometimes and, um, you know, you don't, you don't execute at a, a level you, you think you can and, uh, it, it slips away and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, those things, you know, I'm not, I guess it probably sounds dramatic to me, but they, they literally haunt you forever. And I just, I always think about that game and some of the guys who, um, you know, never got a championship, who that was as close as they ever got. And, you know, it slipped through the fingers, but, um, you know, that's the way it goes. You, you try your best and sometimes you come up short and, you know, that was, you know, probably the biggest moment in my career that I can think of where I came up short and, um, you know, just still trying to, uh, to write that wrong now, I guess, trying to help the team, um, any way I can. Yeah. I mean, formidable opponent. I mean, those oil Kings teams, I mean, were you know, serious, you know, hockey, hockey clubs and a lot of, you know, really nice, you know, names and talent on, on, on their end of things. And yeah, I mean, somebody, ultimately somebody has to, to, to lose it in a game like that. It's, you know, there's, there's no ties, but you know, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, they were, you lost to a bad team. I mean, you know, those, those oil Kings did that to, to, to a lot of teams. I mean, won a Memorial cup that year. No, they were excellent. And, uh, you know, it's not, not to take anything away from them. They were so good and had a lot of great talent. And obviously, um, you know, a lot like us, they were right there in, in the heat every year. And um, But, yeah, no, it's just uh, that, that's the great thing with hockey. I had a lot of, uh, you know, really good memories. But it's funny how almost the bad ones stick out more. And that's, uh, you know, that's definitely one of them. I kid you not, Chad. I'll have a bad, bad dream about that once a year still. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, they they say that. I mean, I never I never you know played anything organized, but you know they they personally, but they they say that as a you know the to be a competitor to to get to this level and, and beyond that you know it's you know the guys that hate to lose seem to have more success than the guys that just love to win. You know, it's almost which which seems like you know maybe that's what it's a good thing we have sports psychologists now maybe we can maybe we can fix the help these guys out because that seems like it would be a terrible way to live but <laughs> but you know as far as to to be that you I mean again obviously you have to be you know a like a serious you know competitor and, and a warrior and all those all those terms we use for for guys to to, to get to this level and so you know it, it it only makes sense that it would it would stick with you on you know something like that yeah and i think i don't know that might be more specific to the position of goaltending too the way that makes me feel like um you know i know looking back at playing i can think of way more uh scenarios that just make me sick to my stomach than ones that bring a smile to my face as far as results of games go um and i think that, that that's just how it feels during the season for a goalie i think it's um i think a lot of goalies are like that where um to me like winning never felt as good as as losing felt bad um and you know you win a game and you play really well and it feels momentarily pretty good 
um, you lose a game, you play terrible, or you like I talk about that game seven where I don't think I played very well, and um, we lose the championship. Like th- that one, you know, it sticks around a lot longer. You know, again, coming full circle and coming, you know, back to to, to working in this town. I mean, it's you know, I've always felt like this this market. Winterhawks fans could be really harsh on the goalies. It's kind of a, I've, you know, as much as, you know, again, it's not, it's not the NHL. It's not, you know, the, the, the little apple, the Kamloops used to be with the newspapers and all that, but you know, it's, it, but it seems like, you know, for a lot of the fans, at least on the internet, it's like nothing's good enough. You know I mean? You, you played with the, the winningest playoff goaltender in league history you know, and, 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 and he was never good enough. And it's like, well, I mean, what, what, what do you want? You know what I mean? It's kind of, what, what was it? Did you feel some of that when, when, when you were playing here, as far as like, you know, the, 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 it's just, it's just a, kind of a, it's just a tough place to play goal. I mean, I think at least from the outside. No, I agree. I think it's a tough market. I think the, the U S markets are a lot different. Like I, I don't think I knew any different cause I started my junior career in Portland. Um, but when I went to other places, I could definitely feel, um, a different vibe. And I just think, uh, I, I bet Seattle Everett, I bet a lot of those places feel the same way where, um, for some reason, uh, the crowd, the fans, the, the fan base and for the U S based teams, um, are a lot more intense about it. I think there's a lot more intensity towards the, the results of the team. And ultimately the goalie affects the results the most. So, um, uh, you know, I believe a lot of it falls on that where, um, you know, maybe in some of these smaller town Canada, that's more of just the home team each year from win or lose and their young guys trying their best. I, I do think there's definitely, um, a change, uh, when you go to some of these smaller Canadian junior towns to some of these big U.S. cities that, that we play in. Yeah, you make a you make a good point about, you know, just mentioned Everett, you know, in passing. I mean, to be with the long line of, of successful goalies they've had, I mean, to, the, the next guy that comes around that's just kind of like so-so, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to feel it, you know, compared to, you know, all these, all these greats that came through there, you know what I mean? Exactly, and they've had uh, amazing goalies come through there. Um and I'm sure they, they feel a lot of the same pressures that, you know, a lot of, a lot of these teams play, but, um, you know, the position itself, there's a lot of pressure and I, I don't, I don't know if it actually affects the play of the goalie. Um, but it's definitely there. Yeah. You've, you've found a way to make the game work for you. And you talk about, you know, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of other, you know, opportunities you could do for, you know, a, a, a regular, you know, nine to five, but, you know, you found a way to, to stay in the game and, you know, what's, I mean, that's got to be, you know, pretty, pretty good opportunity for you. Right. I mean, as far as, you know, trying to, again, like making the game work for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate that, that Mike, Kyle, Brian, um, and all the other staff, uh, brought me in, um, to work with a, you know, to work with a, a really high end program, um, you know, like, like I said earlier, you know, like I, I just do, you know, work in hockey cause I love it. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a genius and I, I, who knows, maybe I would be really struggling out there working the regular nine to five. That's, that's very likely. I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's not like I'm crushing all facets of life, but I just, you know, I, I really love hockey and I've, I've committed my life to it. And, um, 
you know, I, I really couldn't imagine working in a, any other business. I, never, I know when I was going to school, I worked odd jobs and I remember doing internships and, um, you know, I just watched the clock. I couldn't wait for, for the day to end. Um, where in hockey, I, I really enjoy it. And, um, while there's like hard times in, in any job and you're grinding at times, um, overall, uh, it's just the, you know, the best, uh, place to work for me. And I guess we just, you know, talked about, you know, having the, you know, big skates to fill for, you know, guys up in Everett. I mean, you know, to, to, when you took this job, you're, you're replacing, you know, one of the best goalies ever in, in, in Andy Moog, a guy that had a lot of success with the, you know, with the, the, the high flying, you know, Oilers of the, in the eighties. I mean, what's, uh, you know, and also some, you know, success down the road to Boston and whatnot. I mean, is there, is there pressure there as far as, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, the last guy had a, had a, had a pretty good reputation. No, I don't, I don't think so. I guess not, I guess I, I don't really feel that way. Um, you know, maybe it's the same as goalies. I don't know if you really actually, when you're in it, think about like the guy you're replacing, you just put the best effort you can forward and, and try and help. And luckily that I was able to, um, work with Andy last year and, uh, you know, what a great mentor and an awesome, awesome person and, a um, a really great hockey mind. So I, I was able to learn a lot of things from him and, um, you know, I think it feels pretty natural. I think, uh, it almost felt like it came full circle. Um, you know, he kind of mentored my dad when they were playing. Um, and now he mentored me in my way to coaching. So, um, you know, I was really fortunate to work with Andy for a brief time and, um, yeah, I hope he's doing good and enjoying uh, a little more downtime. Yeah, well, and so much of this game is you know relationships and you know who you who you know and who you've made friends with over the years and you know and that's kind of you know all kind it, it it can you know which which can be a bad thing if you, if you're having a hard time breaking in but you know it's it can be you know a great thing if if you've developed relationships over over the years and and have people to lean on and. And and that's and that's pretty cool too, as far as having a, a, a transition year between, you know, the two of you, you know, as you come on to to, to you know, take the take the, the the main role in in, in that position. So it's kind of it's probably the best thing for the club as far as you know the the the, the hand in the hand in the torch off, you know. Yeah, and like I said, there couldn't there's not a better guy than Andy. Um, he's just a class act and and you know a really great hockey mind. So. Um, Again, another thing that that I feel very lucky about, um, you know, in my hockey career. Well, I know you've got you know more work to to do yet tonight. Um, so as we put a bow on this, is there, is there anything else you, you want to touch on as we we put the finishing touches on this episode? Uh, no, I guess there, there, there's nothing else um, specific that I wanted to, to talk about. I really appreciate you having me on and. Um, of course, let me know if uh, if there's anything down the line, um, goaltending wise. I'd love to love to chat again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I anticipate you know more continued success from uh, from the starter on this team, and and it looks like you got some some work to do with uh, with the rest of the goalies in the in your organization. They uh, you know as 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 we talk about you know having with ice time and, and development, and and uh, you know you got to start from somewhere and, 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 and keep, you know, continue to progress. And there's, there's definitely room for that. So yeah, it's uh, I appreciate your, your time, Brennan. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to circle back maybe, you know, sometime down the road. Of course. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man.